Hey, welcome back to another episode of the People of Packaging Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Adam Peak. You can find me on TikTok at Packaging Pastor. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Adam Peak. Please go and like and subscribe and follow this podcast. It would mean a lot. Also, it would mean so much if you would support our sponsors. Shout out to Specrite. They have been a ride or die for a while. They want you to imagine a world without waste. Listen, they are changing the game. You're going to be faced with EPR regulations. You're faced with price pressure. All of the things. If you don't know your data, if you don't know your specs, then you're just going to end up guessing and you're going to end up wasting a bunch of money. You're going to end up wasting a bunch of material. The most sustainable thing that you can do is get to know your product specifications, your packaging specs. Go to specrite.com backslash PKG. And you already know the link is in the show notes. Also, Supply Caddy is our newest sponsor. Supply Caddy is a leading global manufacturer and supplier of packaging and disposables for the food service industry. With headquarters in Miami, Florida, and manufacturing facilities in North America and Europe, Supply Caddy is able to provide high-quality, affordable products for restaurant chain, restaurants, chains, and food service brands globally. For more information, go to supplycaddy.com. And you already know that. It's in the show notes. So make sure you support Specrite. Reach out to them. The team over there is incredible, as is the team at Supply Caddy. Make sure you reach out to them also. Okay, let's get to our latest interview right now. Hey, everybody. I am here with my friend, although we're, the video is not working, sadly. So I can't, I feel like I can't be fully present with you, Eric. But I'm still making hand gestures. I hope that that is felt and heard through the microphone, through the interwebs, into your home, and you feel like we're just sitting by a fire having a conversation about <laughs> packaging specifications. Yes, I feel it. It is warm here. Okay, okay, good. I just want to make sure that you you feel totally comfortable and, and welcomed into this conversation. Uh, so I am joined by my friend who I've met now a couple of times through our connection with Specrite. We're going to get into all that. Uh, his name is Eric Norman, and he is a partner and senior consultant with Specs and the Spec Squad lead, sorry, at DASME, uh, and is a, is a huge Wolverine fan. Uh, <laughs> wait. Sorry, no, no, no. That's the that's the uh, that was X Men. You, you're a big Wolverine X Men fan, right? But exactly. you really, uh, you're a uh, you, you bleed green. Is that what you would say? This, this is true. Yeah, okay. this is true. Uh, like many of you out there, he went to Michigan State. Eric, welcome to the podcast. It's been it's been too long. I've been meaning to have you on for a while. I'm stoked you could finally join and we can make this whole thing work. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, it's great to be here. Sweet. Well. I want to know, and the people demand to know, Eric, who is Eric Norman? Oh, that's a tough question. Uh, we only have a you few minutes, are so the only you are her. perfectly suited to answer that question, Eric. <laughs> okay, dang Sorry. it! Sorry. You're uh, the yeah, only one. So, no, but that's fine. So, yeah, Eric Norman is a. Uh, a packaging engineer from MSU graduated. Please don't refer to yourself. Don't go full Kanye in this interview and refer to yourself in the third person. Third yeah, person. No, that's not, so that's not gonna fly. I do, that's... 
I do, I do go by two names, so it's Eric and or Norm. So I won't do either in the third person, and I'll say I. People call you Norm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's there's a lot of Eric's in my school growing up, and so it always started with the last name of Norman, and then trans down to to Norm, and it okay. stuck. All right. So I go by either. Uh, that way, there's plausible deniability. <laughs> um, things go wrong. Okay. So I am a packaging engineer, graduated from MSU about 23 years ago. Um, I did not always want to be a packaging engineer. I actually started out in psychology and then went to computer science and then looked at the job placement for packaging at the time, which was very high, uh, took a couple classes, fell in love with it. Uh, and it's an amazing uh, profession. I, was, um, I started out in the automotive side of packaging. Uh, did a stint in industrial wire and cable packaging, and then spent the rest of my career in food and beverage, um, which was a blast. I absolutely love food and beverage packaging. Uh, it's super cool. And the whole time throughout my career, I was kind of in sync in data with the computer science background that I had. A lot of people would reach out to me to kind of make things a little bit easier, whether it be in Excel or a database and always loved helping in that regard. Got involved in a lot of uh, system implementations and uh, kind of got my backbone uh, through a lot of the um, data side of stuff. And that's kind of where I kind of came up with DOSMI and some of the stuff that I worked with this SpecRite is the concept of spec data management, which was coined by SpecRite. Uh, but doing a lot of that, how does, how does our data impact our consumer, our supply chain? in the world in general. That's cool. Well, let's uh, let's put a little pin in that part and and I want I want to go back to something. I want to know something that maybe some some people don't know. Like is there something about your life like a, a hobby that you love or you know a, a something you grew up doing you're like I was actually a semi-professional jouster or you know something random like that. <laughs> that yeah, I, I did play Division Three football for a hot second. Okay. Um, uh, I was going to go walk on at MSU, and instead I decided to drink beer and have fun. Um, and play, and but play I'm Division also in football, or? No, no. I, after that, after I did Division Three for one year, and then I went on to Michigan State okay, after that. It. I just kind of gave was that, it a Was shot. that your yeah. Hope College? Hope okay. College, yeah. saw that on, on the LinkedIn. Yeah. Is that in Grand Rapids? Am I making that up? It's Holland, it's Michigan, Holland. so yeah. near Grand Rapids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the left side of the. Yeah, state. my uh, my friend, shout out to who'll never listen to this, but one of my good friends, Ben Brooks, his grandparents uh, live. I think they live in Holland, Michigan, not Holland, the country. Yeah. And he went yeah. to seminary there, actually. And gotcha. I got. It's a great. Great school. Great yeah, it was area. great. I, my wife and I went out there before we had kids. We took a trip out. We saw him, his wife and my wife were roommates in college. Ben and I were in a Bible study together. Great dude, uh, wonderful human being. And that was my time in Holland, Michigan. There's my story. Um, nice. Yeah. So division three college football, then you're like, oh, no, I'm done. And uh, go to MSU kind of detailed why it's really common reason, right? Why do people pick packaging? because they see that they can get a job <laughs> and and it's a pretty fun industry once you're in it right 
Oh, absolutely. It's amazing. So you spanned a little bit of, you, you crossed over a couple different industries and I'm curious to understand what maybe the similarities are between automotive packaging, industrial wire and cable packaging and food and beverage packaging. That's, that is crazy. And most people don't even think about the first two. They only would think they, they associate packaging with food and beverage or electronics, consumer electronics. Very few people think about industrial automotive, especially wire and cable, but it's all, it, it all requires packaging, right? Oh yeah. I mean, we, we've got to protect everything we create and we make and then and, and packaging's that protection. So, you know, on the, the Ford side or the automotive side, there was a lot of, um, you know, planning. It was a material handling position, but we would design the returnable packaging for the suppliers for a program. So anything from the nuts and bolts all the way to the, the whip products, you know, if you're building a car transmission on the line, you know, you've got things that can kind of cross over. So we would have, we'd create the, the that packaging and it was more specific to the products you were making. And then you got to transport it as well. So rack racks and, and rail car um, mm. type design for, you know, think of uh, if you're, you've got a metal plant and you're, you're stamping hoods and you got to send it across the, the country yeah. uh, to another manufacturing facility. So a whole bunch of stuff. And it's, it's all related, right? It's about the protection of the end product and the materials used to do so. So that's the similarities and it's just how big and small you go. It makes a ton of sense. And when you said whip, for those of you who are listening, uh, I believe that would be work in process, correct? Okay. Correct. Yeah. yeah thank just, you. It could be like walks and hits for innings pitched if they're a baseball fan. Right. Maybe someone is like a big Devo fan and they're thinking of the song Whip It. I don't know. I just wanted to make sure that we're clarifying our uh, – there's so many There's so many acronyms, Eric. There's so many of them. Excellent. Yeah, excellent clarification, and thanks for bringing in You're Devo so welcome. Too. You're so welcome. Uh, we've, we're going to really whip the rest of this conversation into shape. We're going to shake it up. We're going to move ahead, actually. It's not too late. Uh, <laughs> okay. So you love data. Uh, you, you love technology. Now we'll go Napoleon Dynamite. You love technology. You love data. You're into packaging. And then did you start DASME? Uh, actually, my business partner, Jim Smith, started it. We kind of, we were a company called Violet Services, and he did like online marketing and he had done some work in the PLM space in the past. We'd worked together at a, a consulting firm together for a little bit. Sorry. And uh, product, product lifecycle management. It. So the concept of a higher level uh, spec data management. Okay. And uh, we had kind of talked and he, I joined Violet services and then we decided to change the name to Dosme. And we partnered up and started working in uh, the space. He actually, our concept was to help people who wanted to um, be kind of entrepreneurial, get set up with contracts and everything else. And I was kind of the first uh, person to do that. And so I, I started uh, the, the path of spec data management and, you know, he kind of helped along the way and he went off and did, uh, bought a business to kind of, uh, turn it around and sell it. And he got into pet grooming. So we're data management, 
pet grooming and entrepreneurial services if that makes any sense whatsoever but it reminds yeah. me of my favorite store when i went to the colorado state university the harvard of the rockies go rams and when i was there there was a store in loveland colorado called the bibles and wigs store it seems a little bit like a bibles and wigs situation you're like we're a one-stop shop for specification data management pet grooming and entrepreneurial services finally exactly I've discovered it right yep that's that's, that's great us. uh let's talk about the name what is what does does me is it does or daz it's it's does does me but yeah it's it, it goes back into uh, Greek for spec. No, it's just a name that we made up. Uh, Jim did a lot of research in terms of like a design and name that stuck with people. And one of the things that he had found through kind of going through a few of them is when you put it in the uh, search engine in Google, our name comes up first. So we kind of went oh, with that. Oh, I was like still waiting for the Greek. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just a name <laughs> I, we made up. That's cool. It's either going to be Greek or Swahili for spec data management, but it's not. I one time, do you remember the movie Encino Man? Yes. Uh, so a friend of mine growing up, his aunt and uncle were missionaries in Kenya. And when we were little, after we saw Encino Man, we had her teach us how to say the cheese is old and moldy, where's the bathroom in Swahili. <laughs> That's and I thought awesome. I still remembered it. Like I could still say what I think I remembered. But then I was in Kenya and Rwanda and I was like, hey, wapi," and they were like, Mm-mm, that doesn't mean anything. I'm like, dang it. I just have this word made up, this phrase made up. That I can't... And then you said Dasmi and they said wigs, Bibles, <laughs> spectator. They're like pet supplies. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> but here we say Dasmi is what they said. So. You know, yep. Okay. Well, that's cool. That makes it, that makes a ton of sense. Um, well, everyone is tuned in to hear us uh, talk about spec, right. And spec data management. So from my perspective, the, the problem that you have helped solve is a big one, right? Which is CPG company a says spec right sounds awesome we know we need this to hit the whatever the epr regulations to hit our sustainability metrics to hit our cost savings initiatives or whatever it is right they've got it they see it they know it and they're like oh crap we have so much like disparate information everywhere it's with our vendors it's with our it's in our emails it's in some database somewhere and correct me if i'm wrong which happens a lot but you say, aha, let us go find all that data and put it in a spec, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah, it's fair to say. I mean, we might ask them to provide us the database or provide us the emails, but yeah, we'll take all that information. Or we'll digitize it, a fancy word for data enter, uh, whether it be into spec right directly, depending on the size, or um, upload it. Um, via an Excel sheet using the Salesforce upload tool. But we'll we'll normalize that data, take it from all those disparate areas, normalize it to how you're creating your spec pages and spec rate. Uh, we'll even do a, um, you know, just does it make sense? You know, some things happened where you were in millimeters, you thought you uh, changed it to inches, but you've got a 
1200 inches on something that's clearly not 1200 mm. inches. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of sort through that and, and find that. We also will help with uh, processes outside of both SpecRate and inside of SpecRate with commercialization processes. How, you know, how does a bill become a law? How does your, how does your packaging spec or your salt spec actually get to the final product and to the consumer? We will help with those workflows um, and that business process consulting as well. Got it. Okay. So once the, once the data is, is into spec, right. Is that sort of like, is that part of your off ramp typically, or do you, are there, uh, you talk about like the consulting that you do, are there other, what other services would someone be like, okay, great. We got this now. Do they stay on? Like you talked about the go to market stuff or how to, how, how to bring this product to life. What, what mixture of your, of your business is kind of around those two areas? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And we're still kind of feeling our way through that because a lot of people, you know, when they get a system, their first thought is, all right, I'm going to start using this. Right. Um, and then, you know, one of my favorite uh, quotes is Mike Tyson, you know, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. And that's the reality of getting a new system and trying to use it and what, how you've always worked before. So there's a couple of things we'll help with uh, change management, organizational change management, you know, and that can be done in a couple of different ways where we're helping educate about the changes that are going on with the system, uh, helping prop up the organization to communicate that out uh, so that you get a better retention rate on the system. We'll also do a change management where initially, once that data is in there, we understand that, you know, there's a lot of organizations that are strapped for people and it's, you know, they might have, they might not have money for a full-time resource, but they might have money for someone that can ad hoc be an ad administrative service. And what I mean by that is, hey, I got 500 specs or I've got 30 specs I need to get into the system. I don't have the time to do that because I've got a plant trial. Can somebody help me? And that's where we can step in and do that from a longer term perspective. Uh, we've helped a client that that lost like seven engineers. And what we were able to do is with our ad hoc resources, step in and make sure that they didn't miss a beat mm -hmm. on their um, products. Because we understand the system. And if we're helping them with the data load, a lot of times we'll start to understand that business process. And if we don't, we're a quick study. Um, so we'll utilize those resources to kind of help that both on a short-term, medium-term, and long-term perspective. Got it. Um, the one thing that I wrote down is uh, that I would love to hear you say that Mike Tyson quote, but in Mike Tyson's voice. Yeah, I, I, I can't can't do that because if you're ever to see this, then I would be the one getting punched <laughs> in the face. I don't think I don't <laughs> suspect that we're in any danger. If this was like about pigeon racing, then maybe maybe <laughs> I could get Mike Tyson to listen to this podcast. But uh, that's fine. You don't need to. You don't need to. We don't need to hear your Mike Tyson impression. Although his, the voice <laughs> physique combination is is like the most interesting one i think in all all sort of athletes and or media personalities to me uh another one another one is andre miller point guard for the university of utah denver nuggets los angeles clippers minnesota timberwolves cleveland cavaliers i think i don't know if i got all the teams but he had a, he had an, an exceptionally high-pitched voice as well uh so what uh we're, we're kind of getting here towards the end of our time together eric but 
Um, I've only got a couple of questions left. So when you look out in the, on the, the future landscape of both uh, DASMI, DASMI, and sort of where the industry is headed with data, where do you see you living in the next, you know, three to five, not physically living, but just like as a company, is it, is it going to be more, you know, sustainability focused and, and driving digitization and change there and change management there? Is it on um, innovations? I mean, where, where do you, where do you see this industry and specifically the role that you all play in it? Where do you see it headed? Yeah, I think, you know, extended producer responsibility to me is one of the key things as well as the sustainability edge to that. And it's the, you know, it's the missing data. So over the next three to five years, I see us really supporting not only the entry into a system, and we are system agnostic, we're partnered with Specrate, but we, we've we helped clients with various okay. systems. And we have, we have a bias, obviously, with that partnership. Um, it's a great Specrate's an amazing company and the system does great things. But we, we also offer this process of vendor reach out or VRO. And what we do there is we help those clients get that data that they need for sustainability, for extended producer responsibility, for whatever the next trend is that comes. And what we want to be able to do is be right there with those trends and be able to help them. We also want to help leverage the technologies that spec rights working on with um uh you know connecting everyone together in one system where the data can just be pushed you know we see that as 10 to 20 years out but who knows maybe it comes sooner but we want to help get that up into that speed even if we're doing some of the development internally and holding it manually just to say hey this vendor um is supplying the same um finished goods and or packaging to how many people can we just leverage it if we've already you know touched it for that so we yes there's some innovation but definitely the vendor reach out sustainability and just helping people connect their data making that data a a resource something that's helping them not hurt got it them. what about sorry i said i had two less i had two questions but i'm gonna have three so and this might this might be too late in the interview but i'm gonna ask it anyway because you know what my face is on the logo. I can do I can do That's what right. I want, Eric. Jeez. You can. Um so I I I use AI like ChatGPT more than I probably should. I actually argued with it once for 35 minutes because I was like, who is the packaging pastor? It was like, there's nobody called that. I was like, yes, there is. And I have gone back and forth with it. Uh, so I, I do stupid things with it, but I feel like there are really functional things when it comes to packaging that some of these emerging technologies i suspect are going to be a part of it so rather than you know maybe you you have to go do a quick uh query on your your own data is is there like a chat function that says hey do i have a die line that's close to blah 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 for 2 by 8.175 for a for a glass bottle and then that will go into the database and pull it out and say, you know, where you're just like having a conversation with it rather than like, okay, I got to pull this up. I got to go to this search box here and then I got to look for this and I got to look for that. Do, do, you, do you see data enabling companies to do things smarter and faster? I mean, I think that's kind of a loaded, it's a pretty obvious question, but I. I, I yeah, I just think it. we're, 
we're missing the standardization piece, but I agree with mm-hmm. you. I think that that's something that can be, but every time we look at a client with their specs and while we look at packaging and the similarities, right? It's just, it's, it's a, it's the same material. It's, it's a, uh, it's a bottle, it's a box, but we have these variations in terms of what we find important based on what we're building. And what I struggle with AI is because of all that variability today, is it until we have that somewhat either standardized or the AI is really, really functional that it, it's just not viable yet? Because it's right. again, it's still in a PDF where you can find it, but you can find length. It's kind of like searching SharePoint where you can find a whole bunch of stuff, but w- the contextual value of that data can it figure that piece out to your point to have that conversation? Yeah, got it. Well, AI is listening to this and it says, hold my beer. It I'm going to figure this out. Right. So, <laughs> right. Just so you know, the that's uh, that's Mike Tyson is not listening. Alan, I'm listening. Right. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. Right. <laughs> well, Eric, this has been too much fun. Um, I hope we can do it again at some point in time because this has been great. I love what you're doing. It's been awesome to connect up with you at the SpecRite Summits in person. And I would love for you to share how people can get in touch with you, either, you know, on, on, the, on the World Wide Web. What's your AOL Instant Messenger name, your MySpace link, um, all the critical information. I'll definitely give you my Yahoo uh, Fantasy Football login. Um, before... Before I give you that, the one thing I just I did want to state about Spec Squad that yeah. I forgot to touch on is the Spec Squad isn't just a whole bunch of um, people entering data. It's actually students. We we try mm. to load and hire seventy five to eighty percent of all the work we do are with packaging students from the various um, schools that offer up a program. So today we're, we're focused highly in MSU students or Michigan State University students, go green. Uh, we're, we, have had, we have a few people from UW Stout as well, and we're gonna continue hitting those programs and hiring those students to do that work. Not, not to utilize and use them as a resource, but also to help teach them and bring them along the ride, the data ride. So as they go into the workforce, they're more data mm-hmm. ready. They'll be packaging related. They've they've got the great schools. They'll be packaging ready. We want them to be data ready and packaging ready. So that that's the kind of goal of utilizing the students is almost like a pre internship. Um, not that we offer any credit for it, but hey, they'll get paid. They'll learn a lot of data and they'll get some packaging knowledge along the way. Love as well. it. That's that's a great and point. So, so if anyone needs any spec help or if a student's interested in doing this work, you can contact me at enorman at dasme.com or you can hit our website at dasme.com and that's d-a-z-m-i-i that's correct nailed it it's almost like i was prepared for this interview and even if even if they are mustangs from cal poly san luis obispo they can still contact you absolutely okay 100 tigers from clemson gators from florida all of them Okay. All of them. Looking forward to talking to each other. All right. All right. Uh, Rammies, CSU Rammies, you stay home, though. There's no packaging program. <laughs> Doesn't matter. They've got a good food science program or even a good engineering You know what they program. have, actually? Look. We're going to bring this all the way What's full that? circle. They have one of the best vet schools in the country. So nice. maybe. Well, we do offer some great grooming. Exactly. I mean, we, if, they're, if they're in the Phoenix area, then 
Uh, they can hit Jim's store at uh, I forget what the name Cookies and Clean in the Phoenix area. Yeah. Wait, the, the store is called Cookies and Clean in Phoenix. It it is. Is this like a another added bonus that you go in? Do you get? Do you eat cookies while your dog gets or your pet gets groomed? Like, I'm sure you could. I know they sell a ton of natural products. I'm not sure it'd be for human consumption, but you give it a shot. I'm going to be in Phoenix soon. I'm finding this. I'm finding this store. Perfect. Okay. That's I'll, awesome. go, I'll go hit up. I'll go hit up cookies and cookies and clean in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, everyone make sure you reach out to Eric. I'm sure he's also accessible on, on LinkedIn. I'll make sure that the links down there, his email address, the, all of it. I'm here to serve you. We'll be in the show notes and the links. So make sure you click those. <clears throat> make sure that you uh, support our sponsors. Uh, all their contact information is down below as well. It means a lot. Eric, once again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been super fun. And let's do it again. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really had a great time. Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.